Coming up, we'll recap the action from this past week, take a look around Major League Baseball, and sit down for in-depth interviews with the biggest names in the game. On the lineup, he pitches. Adamas launches one way up into the air into left field. This one's got a chance. Turning Benintendi, Willie Adamas. With his first big league hit, it's a home run against Chris Sale. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Welcome to our latest show. Today we'll chat with Jalen Beeks about collecting the World Series ring. Arrestes Distrada will join us from Fox Sports Sun. We'll look at the minors with Carl Chester, outfielder for the Charlotte Stonecrabs. Hear what Ray's wives are doing with Lindsay Wendell. Get an update on the rehab of Jose de Leon and much more. Our feature guest this week is Jalen Beeks, and we thought it was very appropriate to do it since he was part of the world champion uh, Red Sox team last year got traded to the Rays last season and got his ring last weekend. Jalen, first of all, thanks for joining us. Tell me what it was like to uh, get that ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a mind-blowing experience, obviously, just getting a World Series ring. You know, there's obviously not too many World Series teams uh, in the history of baseball, so just to be a part of that, such a, such a blessing. Uh, and I was excited to see uh, Dave and Alex, um, just to see them again and say hey, and they, they gave it to me and, you know, just just an exciting moment. It's cool to be part of that team. They could have just shipped it to you. Um, they elected to do it in person. Um, what did that personal touch mean to you? And what was what did you gain most from your start of your career before you came over here? Yeah, I mean, first of all, just I thought it was uh, just classy on their part, part to not just send, you know send it over. They wanted to give it to me. You know, we've built a relationship, and that's what baseball is. It's just a big bunch of relationships all over and you know just that they honored that even though they traded me and like they're not just cutting ties you know uh, I just think they're you know classy people good good honest people uh, and I, I appreciate that appreciated that a lot and just to be a part of that team just the privilege to to get that World Series ring to have forever you know I get to show my kids when they're older and my grandkids uh, it's just just pretty cool. And you're not a showy person, so that's probably what the biggest jewelry piece that you have. Yes, it is. You know, I don't have, I don't even have an actual wedding ring. It's a rubber rubber band, pretty much. Uh, but you know, my wife's fine with that because I keep breaking my other ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely the biggest piece of jewelry I have, and it's not going to be you know flashing out everywhere. I'm going to probably get a safety deposit box or something to keep that safe. Who are you still closest to from that Red Sox organization? Um, there's a bunch of guys, you know, because so, I was with them for four years. There's obviously, you know, Ben Attendee, I went to, went to college with him. And there's a bunch of guys over there uh, that I just came up with. Walden uh, is on this team right now, um, and he was my roommate last year in AAA. You know, I can go on and on uh, just with those guys over there. But uh, every single one of them treated me treated me great. You know, David Price texted me and took me under his wing as soon as I got uh, up to big league camp. So, um, you know, they 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 were nothing but but great to me, and I I'm, I'll always appreciate that. And you brought up David. I think we spoke about it a bit last year. Um, how much contact have you had since? Because I know that he said some real positive things after you were moved, and you mentioned that he did take you under his wing early on, and as you got to the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, he's been nothing but just great teammate, great person to me, and he ne- he didn't have to be. You know, he's David Price. He could be whatever he wants, but he, he took the time out to text me when I was in AAA with Boston, text me after my first big league win after I got traded. Uh, you know what I mean? I pitched a couple more times that was uh, that I had a good outing, and he texted me, and, you know, I texted him after the World Series. Um, but, yeah, he's been great to me, and I'll, I'll always remember that. Of the moments that you've had so far in the big leagues, what sticks out? Was it that first win against Boston? There's a bunch of stuff. I mean, as a human, I tend to remember the bad ones a little bit too much. But the first win was awesome, uh, obviously. I'll, I'll always remember that. Uh, I got my first save the other day, so that was awesome. I never know if I was ever going to get a save. got my first save. But uh, right now, just being a part of this team, 
uh, you know, this is such a good environment right now that I'm really enjoying. This is what I'm going to remember. This environment itself, um, are you having, look, you were on some really good teams at Arkansas. You, you got up to the big leagues with the Red Sox team that eventually won the World Series. But personally, are you having more fun now than you've had at any point? I know a lot of guys say they are. Yeah, I mean, we've got such a f- just fun, relaxed team just from the top to the bottom. Uh, I'd say I'm having more fun right now with this team. Obviously, this is my first real like time in the big leagues, my first seat, opening day. You know, there's a bunch of exciting stuff going on. But just being part of a winning group that's having as much fun as we are right now and to, to just the fact that we feel dangerous, you know what I mean, uh, is probably the most fun I've had in a long time. What are you learning about yourself? The, this role that you're in is a little bit different this year than it was last year. Last year you were kind of pitching close to every fifth day following an opener. Now sometimes you're doing that, sometimes you're pitching shorter relief. How has that been for you? It's exciting. I mean, I get it's fun when you get the chance to maybe pitch every day. You know, you're on shorter rest. You, you can do more things. It's not like the same thing over and over again. So I'm enjoying the fact that I don't know what's coming. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to throw an inning tomorrow or a batter or wait three days and I'll throw three innings. And, you know, it's exciting not knowing uh, and just being ready every day. Do you enjoy that more than starting? Because some guys say, hey, I want to be a starter. I want to be a reliever. You seem pretty comfortable doing whatever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it just I'm just happy to be in the big leagues. I'm blessed to be in the big leagues. I mean, I'm not going to take for granted just being here every day has just been a blast and i'm just going to be ready for whatever they need if whatever we need to win because winning i'd rather win doing whatever they tell me than lose being putting myself in a bad position so just whatever the team needs and you know i'm having fun and you relieved a lot at arkansas too yeah yeah i uh kind of a similar role to what i've had this year you know i went three at arkansas and then i'd come in for the eighth and i'd come in for a batter um so it's just that same thing and just being ready every day and being able to affect a game every day has been exciting who's helpful to you or who has been helpful whether it's at arkansas or whether it's here in terms of preparing because it isn't it is different in terms of preparing your arm and probably your mind too yeah um you know, it's tough. I just, honestly, I kind of had to figure it out by myself. You know, I listened to Snides and Stan, listen to their advice, and just whoever my pitching coach is at that time, like back at Arkansas. But in the end, you got to find out what works for you and whatever I need. Uh, so it's been, you know, it's been up and down trying to figure that out. But when it comes down to game time, it's just going out there and competing for however long they got you out there. And so that part's easy. But the preparing part, it's been an adjustment. What uh, what types of things do you do? Like, do you if you think you have a chance, whether it's one or three or four or five innings, do you have to prepare your body differently on a daily basis or the same routine? So it's a little bit different routine. I have to listen to my body more than when I was a starter. When I was a starter, I was like, okay, I'm doing this on day one, this on day two. But now it's like, okay, I only threw 15 pitches last night. I can't go too hard in the weight room today, or I don't long toss as much as I used to. Um, and more flat ground work. Uh, just different stuff. I'm, you know, I'm not getting off the off the mound as much in between outings. So, you just gotta you just gotta adjust. It's but I'm I'm having fun doing it. You also made some real substantial changes in the off season. Give our fans a further idea as to what you did and why. Yeah. So some changes that uh, were made uh, in March Marchish. So I didn't have a whole lot of time, but uh, I've shortened my arm. I don't have the big stab anymore. Uh, I'm using my lower half better. Uh, just getting in my glute more than in my quad, so I'm more powerful. Um, you know, my, my pitches have stayed the, stayed the same, but they've gotten better. I haven't changed any. Like, I haven't went from, like, slider to cutter, splitty or anything. I haven't added anything. Uh, but just listening to the snides, and it's been great so far. I'm throwing a little harder. 
Uh, my pitches are moving a little more, so both pluses. Um, and I'm in the zone a little more. So, I mean, I think Snides and Stan are just, just working great. What's the trust level with those guys? Because it seems like they are able to build relationships regardless of guy, and they do it based on personality too. Yeah, I mean, they're just two guys that you know you can trust. They're not, they're not going to tell you anything that's not going to help you. And so I completely trust them. Whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do it uh, because their track record is perfect. I mean, I just feel like they're the type of guys that know what they're doing, and I just listen to them. Jalen Biggs with us on this week in race baseball. Before you went to big league camp this year, you went to the rookie development camp in Miami. What was that experience like for you, and what did you learn? Yeah, it was different. You know, I got to meet a lot of guys from all over, which was cool. We were in a lot of meetings, uh, just how to deal uh, with just dealing with the big league life. There's a lot of stuff that comes with it. It's not just, it's not always, you know, sunshine and daisies, but uh, there's stuff that comes with it, how to deal with other people, how to deal with other teammates in the clubhouse, how to deal with the media, how to deal with everything, you know, um, just the appropriate professional way uh, to do that. And, um, you know, just how to take care of your body, how to, how to turn off going from the field to home to take care of your family. Uh, So it was a lot of life lessons. Speaking of which, I mean, as a technical rookie, you're probably one of the few rookies who's already married with a couple of children as well how how does that help you kind of just stay grounded and be able to separate the two do you think yeah I mean it's it's very important you can't obviously my family comes well before baseball I have to take care of them first and foremost um you know but sometimes it's hard to switch off when you're coming back from the field when you have a tough game or you have a great game one of the two uh it's hard to turn off when you come back yeah I gotta go be a husband and I gotta go be a dad um when I go home so turn it off you know just this kind of stressful work environment uh which is great stress you know it's it's like i love it i love the stress but just to turn it off so i can be available for to them uh really really does ground me and uh just staying close to the lord is what i have to do because when i'm i'm away from him uh everything seems to go everywhere some of some guys um it helps them to have you know they get to see their kid smile and that kind of shakes off a good or a bad day is that yep. is that the case for you too you've got a, a two-year-old and a one-year-old yep two-year-old my, my daughter's almost three my son's 18 months now uh yeah so it's when i do get home and i start playing with them everything kind of such shuts off and i'm just like i'm i'm present with them now uh which is great uh they're a great de-stressor better than any golf or anything else you go do uh just to be with your be with your kids and just pouring to them is just the biggest blessing that i have of the two, do you see more of yet at this age of, of you or your or your wife, Bree? I see a lot of both of us. Uh, my daughter, I mean, she's a spitting image of my wife, so it's kind of hard not to see her. And my son's a little little rowdy, uh, kind of like how I was as a kid, I think. So, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say my son's more like me, and he likes to wrestle, and I rough him up a little bit. So we have a lot of fun. And for you, beyond your family, are there other things that you do do to de-stress or while you're away from the field or when you travel that you like to do just to kind of take the edge off and just get the focus away from baseball? Yeah, I mean, it's mainly family. Um, not really much much of a de-stressor, but, like, I base my life on the Bible. I base my life on Jesus Christ, and that's my ultimate de-stressor because in the end, like, if I die, if I'm done with baseball tomorrow, like, I still got him, and that's that's what matters. So I just... I can live with whatever happens as long as I got him. And you've got a group I know in this uh, on this team that are probably fairly active in whether it's a Sunday prayer group or, or Bible study or things like that too, right? Yeah, it's a great group here. We got a bunch of guys coming to chapel. Uh, we got a Bible study uh, that's every week uh, during the week. Um, 
just great supportive guys just that are grounded in their faith. Uh, so it's a blessing to be on this team, yeah. And if this is to be a successful year for you, how do you, how do you look at it? What do you hope to accomplish? I just honestly coming in this season, uh, I just want to be the best team player I can be. I want to be supportive of every, every guy. I want to be a better, uh, better teammate coming in. And I think if everybody thinks like that, uh, not that I do it perfect every time by any means, but that's the goal, uh, that good things are going to happen on this team. Uh, you know, just like how we celebrate after every win, uh, this whole group is about each other and not about themselves. So I think that if we can just feed off that and pour into one another, I think we're going to have a good year. Continue to stay unselfish, continue to be a good teammate, and continue success this year. Yes, sir. It is Jalen Beeks joining us on This Week in Race Baseball, and we'll continue in just a moment. You're listening to the Race Baseball Network. Well, we continue on This Week in Race Baseball. Time to take a look at the week gone by. And joining us uh, from Fox Sports Sun is Arrestes Destrada. And, oh, obviously this has been a very, very good start to the year record-wise. But I think there is some concern that the race have had some mounting injuries. The injury to Joey Wendell earlier in the week, Austin Meadows prior to that. And, of course, they've been playing in the lineup without Matt Duffy. Yeah, listen, uh, you and I both know, we talk a lot about it prior to any season, that the key to any major league team is really more so uh, how well you handle injuries, how injured you really get to key players, uh, how diversified you can be, uh, and, and replace some guys for short-term, mid-term, long-term sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, and that ends up becoming you know, such a major thing, probably not talked about enough, because when you think about it, Neil, most you know, guys – Kind of, I look at it at plus or minus, you know, five or ten percent to what they are, and they are what they are. And, and we're finding out, we kind of found out from some of this core that we got some good, young, exciting players that are up and coming and are already here, along with what we've added in the Garcias and the Zaninos and established Tommy Pham, so, and obviously the Charlie Mortons, et cetera. So this team is, is very deep. This team, the Rays are very talented, but, you know, we can't, uh, have too many long-term injuries no question and with the injuries at least in the short term you're asking certain guys to step up and the way I look at it I mean he's gotten off to a great start in Yandy Diaz but he has to continue to perform same goes for Avisail Garcia Brandon Lau and, and Daniel Robertson obviously with more playing time with the injury to Wendell probably will get a chance to kind of repeat hopefully what he did early last year yeah I agree I, I think uh, right now at least in the first month we're seeing the key offensive players, obviously leading leading the way, is Tommy Pham, keeping him healthy. Uh, he's such a dynamic offensive threat, a very solid left hand, uh, left fielder, a little over aggressive on the base pass at times, but not you know due to not wanting to try to take that extra base. Now uh, the other guys that another guy not mentioned there was uh, is Troy. I, I think that he can become a very integral bat as the summer progresses. Uh, you know he's got. You know, a lot of pop, finally hit his first home run after 18 or 19 games. But the reality is that we've got a lot of guys that can, you know, bang out 12, 15, 20 homers. So when you group that all together, that's why we're, you know, we're cumulatively a a very dangerous offensive team. But a bit surprised, honestly, with how, with the power that that Brandon Lau has uh, already shown, not because he didn't do it last year in, in the minor leagues, it's just, you know, how quickly he's uh, made some adjustments. Obviously, Austin Meadows kind of, you know, maybe not a surprise. I, I really like his swing. His swing has less holes than, let's say, a Brandon Lau. So 
looking forward to him getting back, and, and thankfully it's not a, a long-term injury. And then, you know, hey, uh, a guy like Zanino has turned it around as being a little more selective at the plate with that quick bat. And he has been, I mean, he didn't even play in the last Boston series, so just having him back for this set is important. Obviously he had his first uh, child born, and that was the reason he was out, and obviously he came back with a lot of daddy strength this week. Uh, and just continued on because, I mean, he left uh, for that berth uh, very hot, came back even hotter. So big fan of that kid. Uh, he's, a, he's a Florida, you know, raised kid. I actually played uh, with his dad, Greg, many, many moons ago uh, in AAA with the Yankees, a wonderful guy, wonderful family. So very happy about that. I know that he got off to a horrendous offensive start. You know, I, I did a, a, a breakdown on him on Friday kind of showing how, how quick his hands are, not only at the bat, but also getting the, the ball out of his glove and, and you know, and just that massive quick hand throw that he could do to all bases, but especially his second base. He's one of the best, if not the best, in that top speed. But um, he, he's a leader and already comes with, you know, enough tenure, like the Garcias, like the Fams, not too old, but yet experienced in the major league level with, with some seasons and some success. And certainly helping this pitching staff, I would assume, continue to grow too. One area where I think probably there are the most questions are probably the bullpen. And beyond Diego Castillo and Jose Alvarado, you're kind of looking for who are going to be the more consistent guys. I think one of the stories this week for me was the way Emilio Pagan by and large has pitched. Wow, Emilio Pagan has come in and... uh done a phenomenal job uh you know came in and pitched back to back to back days really and got himself a couple of saves last week i didn't know uh in spring training watch him that that he had as much pop on his fastball but he hit 94 and 96 consistently i knew that he was a strike thrower extraordinaire with all his pitches and uh, i didn't know his makeup uh, all that that well and not having seen him enough sampling so uh yeah he's been wonderful a guy that at a young age, you know, dealt with, with Mike Zanino when, when he uh, came up with Seattle, was around the Seattle Mariners in spring training, so Mike knew him already a little bit. That helps a lot and the comfort level. But the bottom line is that, yes, a guy like him, honestly, a Chaz Rowe, you know, uh, kind of needs to turn it around a little bit, but a little flat with, with the, the, the Frisbee, as we call it, the, you know, the slurve, uh, get a little more break to that. But uh, those guys have to step up. Uh, Real nice job by Adam Kolarik so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beeks did a phenomenal job the other day. So, you know, it can't just be throwing it to Castillo and Alvarado because we'll, we'll unfortunately burn them out. Yeah, you want to have, what, four or five guys you can rely on. So far, Ryan Stanek's been really good as an opener, but not necessarily as a reliever. You're hoping that over time he evolves. And if, let's say, you had Castillo, Alvarado, Kolarik, Pagan, Stanek, I mean, that's a pretty good quintet that you can go to during the course of the year. I, I do, and, and I think Ryan Stanek, uh, I think is a good point, uh, is a guy that should develop into that. He sure has become comfortable, you know, with that first, second inning scenario. I mean, extremely comfortable. He seems to mow him down. But you, you also need him, you know, to, to in the back end, sixth inning, seventh inning, maybe even sometimes eighth, and he's definitely capable. You know, all three pitches are showing uh, progressive command, and uh, and the power. So all that has to come into place. If you remember back in the day when, when the, the Rays were the Rays of, of 08 and, and 10 and, and the playoffs of 13, the bullpen was extremely deep, extremely diverse, gave you lefty-righty combinations, 
and uh, and and always had you know a shutdown closer. Uh, we've got that with Alvarado. Can even rest him at times and throw in the Pagans and the Castillos. Uh, but I think Stanek, I think, could become a, a key cog there to start pitching in the back end. And there's one wild card in this, and I'm not looking at him as a high leverage guy right now. I'm just hoping he continues to improve um, because I think he can fill an important role, whether it's multiple innings, whether it's soaking innings up. Wilmer fought. He's gotten a lot of swing and miss, but he's gotten a lot of hits against him, and it looks like it's starting to improve slowly but surely. It is. I mean, he's, he's uh, an enigma at times. He's got an incredible arm. When he misses, you know, he misses up too sweet in the zone, and he is kind of a, an Iron Mike kind of thrower. Some of these other guys have a little more craftiness to, you know, how they sling it or where they come around. But he's got, a, you know, some power pitches, a very good breaking pitch. If he spots his fastball a little above their hands, then they can't get on top of it and, and you know, take advantage of him. But I, I like him. That is a good point. Uh, and another guy that, you know, is – quote-unquote, a swing man, uh, is Chirinos. And, uh, you know, we've seen some already greatness from him. seen a couple of, you know, of, of shaky innings. But overall, he's a kid that's developing before our eyes, Neil. And, and you know, as well as I, uh, maybe some of the most movement of all the pitchers we have comes from the arm and, and the hand release. Of, of Johnny Sharino. And we'll start on Monday in Kansas City. Uh, oh, as you look at this now, a nine-game road trip with the rain out on Friday, is five and four how you met? I mean, if, if they go five and four, you're happy with that? I mean, that's kind of how I look at this, especially with the injuries they have right now. I mean, after a you know phenomenal first big boy road trip that they have where they went west, midwest, east, you know, and, and weathered the storm, I, I'd say yes. Um, the the what they've been doing beautifully other than you know a, a Boston series that, that could have been actually had in, in games two and three uh, is win series uh, I'd like to see you know five and four I'd like to see six and three uh, mm-hmm. you know honestly but the reality is that the road as as, as, as it gets warmer and, and more difficult in the season it becomes more of a marathon uh, is kind of one of your things that you have to deal with and gets tougher um, because right now they're fresh, they're hungry, and rightfully so. Five and four would be great. Anytime you can play over 500 on the road and then start picking up, you know, a little stronger at home, which I, I really believe they will. Now you've got a team that, you know, every series, uh, whoever the opponent may be, uh, is, is challenged to beat the race. Oh, good stuff. Thanks very much for a few minutes. You got it, buddy. Go get them, Neely. That is Arrestes Destrada of Fox Sports Sun. Well, we continue on this week in race baseball. Time to take a look at the minor league side. Last week, we took a closer look at A Montgomery. Joining us now, one of the hottest players for the Charlotte Stone Crabs, and that is outfielder Carl Chester. Carl, thanks very much for a few minutes. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Tell me, first of all, you got to experience a little bit of high A last year. I think you played in uh, a little over a dozen games in the Florida State League after spending much of the year in Bowling Green. How much has that helped you, do you think, get adjusted to a new league, a new level? You know, extremely. Uh, just kind of getting my feet wet and just seeing some of the caliber players and, uh, you know, just, just getting a feel for the league before you step into it this year definitely helped. And also the heat. I mean, I know it hasn't gotten real hot yet in the Florida State League, but you're a guy who played at the University of Miami. I would think that has to help you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just uh, Again, just knowing 
your body and, and how to replenish it and, and uh, just play at your high stability every day, so definitely. As a group, I know you guys have gotten off to a little bit of a slow start, and you spent most of the year with uh, Bowling Green last year, a team that won 90 games. Is that a good thing to, uh, you know, I know this game is going to humble you a lot, but has that helped the group a little bit, do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just kind of, you know, it shows a little adversity and, and what it takes to win a few games and uh, just just seeing where we're at. And obviously, uh, the last few games have been better. We've won three in a row. So, uh, you know, just kind of taking that day by day and just play to our best ability. You guys have been uh, hit by the injury bug, too. I know you've been uh, relatively healthy so far, but you're also missing some pieces. I think Taylor Walls is probably the biggest name that stands out how much has a guy like he been missed in the lineup with the quad injuries had oh uh, yeah i mean obviously that's that's one of our uh you know key players top guys and, you know to have him out we kind of needed to fill some spots but um you know we've done a pretty good job and hopefully he can you know come back soon and, and uh you know help the team and help the lineup along with you one of the guys who's probably been most productive offensively um is a guy who's gotten a lot of attention in videl brujan what has it been like to play with him, and, and how much has he grown as someone who who's spent most of a year with him? Yeah, you know, uh, he's a special player. Just, uh, you know, what he can do not only in the box and on the field, but on the base pass. You know, he's just, uh, you know, he's a, a, you know, a reckless base runner. He just, you know, takes the extra base, and, and uh, he's, he's a real special player. And uh, he kind of, he's got the energy, too, so he'll... Uh, you know, with one swing of the bat, he can be standing on second base and, and just really, you know, start up a, a rally for us. As a guy who played um, with him last year, how much does it help you? I know you've hit mostly in the middle of the lineup this year. How much does it help when a guy like him is on base to maybe get you an extra fastball or just maybe have a better chance of seeing a pitch to hit? Yeah, it, it's huge. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, he could be on first base and two pitches later be standing on third. So. We actually had an infield in situation the other day, and and uh, uh, I should have hit a fly ball, but I hit a ground ball, and he ended up scoring from third with infield in. You know, it's just <laughs> an extra RBI <laughs> for me, so that that was nice. Carl Chester with us on this week in Rays baseball as we talk a little bit about the Stone Crabs. You've gotten off to a good start, as mentioned. What do you think have keyed, or the the reasons that have keyed your good start at the plate? Well, uh, just taking it taking it one game at a time. You know, I've been. Uh, you know, obviously, I was in Australia this this past winter, so I think just keeping it rolling from there, I was feeling really good, and then just feeling good in the cages, and just just taking good pitches and putting good swings on the ball, just just trying to do what I need for the team. Let's touch on your experience in Australia. What did that experience mean to you? What did you gain the most out of it? It was a it was a, an awesome experience. Just obviously being able, you know, just being I guess recommended from the race to go over there, and then. Uh, just, just the whole experience of being in a different culture and, and just experiencing that because I don't know if I'd ever make it over there without that opportunity. And then obviously we had a very good team with a lot of prospects from over here and also in Australia, kind of picking up pieces to help my game and, and continue to play my best. It was definitely a, an awesome experience for me. Now, had you played outside the U.S. before this experience? And if so, when? I, I have not. That was the first time. What um, what was most eye-opening culturally more than uh, the baseball itself? You know, it's funny. I, I don't know about other people, but when I think of Australia, I think of the outback and a bunch of, uh, you know, desert, and, and they do have that, but it's also a lot like here. You know, there's a lot of big cities and stuff like that. So that was that was very eye-opening for me. 
Did you get to I, – I know in that environment you get to play, what, like four days a week or, or three days a week, depending on the week. How much did you see culturally? Did you go to the Great Barrier Reef, things of that nature? And what was your favorite stop uh, in terms of, like, tourist attractions? Uh, I didn't get to go to the Great Barrier Reef or anything, but – uh, my parents did come down, and we did uh, get to go to a, uh, it's called Rottnest Island, which is, mm-hmm. uh, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. You could see straight to the bottom of the water. The, the sand was pure white. It was just, uh, it was it was an awesome experience. Was that, and what is the baseball like? How would you compare it to what you see in the States from a level standpoint? Because I know you have different prospects from all over. Right, yeah. Uh, it was actually really good. You know, you hear some things about past years, but but this year we had, I mean, you play Thursday through Sunday, and I'd say the Thursday Friday guys were, I mean, you had a you would see a double A guy, a, a couple ex major leaguers, stuff like that. So it was a, it was definitely very good uh, to help my game, obviously. And then from there, I, I know there were a couple times at least where you got to kind of finish up some big league spring training games. What did that experience mean to you? Oh, that's awesome! Again, just uh, just to be you know, thought of is to just go back up those games and then to, to be there and, uh, you know, watch the guys do their daily routine and just how they go about their business. And then obviously to see them on the field perform, it's, it's uh, something that I, I try and take, you know, every day I get over there. Chatting with, again, Carl Chester from the Charlotte Stone Crabs. How do you see yourself offensively, and how do you think, let's say, Australia and this spring have helped you grow? Where, where do you think you've grown your game? Just being uh, being there every day, just kind of uh, just just being consistent, just trying to, to help the team any way that I can, and uh, you know just take it day by day and, and trying to get you know as many hits as I can. Is there anything that you're trying to improve on offensively, whether it's strikes on management, whether it's using the entire field, things that you think you you're getting better at? Uh, I think just just taking pitches. Uh, I was in, in my you know past couple of years I would swing at some balls that were out of the zone and I think just keeping my body under control and, and trying to take good pitches and then get the one good pitch that I could hammer and uh, not missing it that, that's kind of something I, I try to be better at obviously you're as an outfielder you're also learning a lot in the Florida State League you're playing in some pretty big ballparks how's it been to cover that ground I know it I, I would think it gets easier with the humidity increasing some balls will die a little bit yeah absolutely and uh We've got, uh, you know, we have three or four outfielders that can play every position. So we've been, I've been in left, center, and right. So that's obviously helped a lot too to kind of get acclimated to all of that. And then, yeah, like you said, we're playing it. I mean, our stadium itself is, I think, 340 down the line, 415 to dead center. So it, it, you really got to poke it to get it out there. So it's, it's nice to be able to rest the balls down for your pitches. Well, I wish you a lot of success in doing so. Uh, continued success in terms of your hot start. And hopefully we'll be talking with you again soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And that is outfielder Carl Chester, the Charlotte Stone Crabs, hitting 312 through 22 games with an 808 OPS. Coming up on this week in Rays Baseball, Lindsey Wendell from Rays Wives, Jose De Leon on his rehab, and Mike Zanino on a tremendous week. You're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back to this week in Rays Baseball. I'm Bill Solons with Joey Wendell, Austin Meadows, and Matt Duffy on the injured list. The Rays have had some tough news in the first month. However, on the injury front, one positive is the rehab from Tommy John's surgery that Jose de Leon has undergone. Jose's been pitching an extended spring training game so far, and I asked Jose how he's feeling. I feel excellent. Uh, I would say it's the best I've felt since I've been a Ray, honestly. 
What is it meant to be in these games again for you? I mean, it's everything. Like right now, it's a, it's a milestone every time I get on the mound. Uh, I try not to think about it, but like it's thanks to science, you know, I'm, I'm back pitching and uh, it's, uh, it's a big accomplishment. Every, every time I, I can get like, you know, 100% ready in between starts, like feel like a pitcher again, you know, not, not knowing that I'll throw today and I won't be able to throw baseball until se seven days after, you know, it feels good to finally be right on track on that five-man rotation and, you know, pitching every, fi every, every fifth day, that's, that's my goal. Has it felt any different when you first started pitching in games just because you hadn't done it in a while? Not really. It's, uh, it, it felt different from, uh, from my lab BPs and like facing, like having umpires, you know, like working counts. And it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been better and better every time, honestly. Is your stuff back to, let's say, where it was when you made your big league debut with the Dodgers, would you say? I think so. I think so. I mean, there's a, there's a long road ahead, but uh, so far it feels, like I say, I try to put it in perspective and, like, knowing that I just had a that had surgery 13 months ago and seeing where my stuff is right now compared to when I was completely healthy with the Dodgers and when I got traded over here and that 2017 year that I'd struggle with, with, with injuries, like you put it in a, in a scale and it's, it's, it's really up there. I mean, I wouldn't say I, I'm afraid, like I, I wouldn't say I'm not 100% convinced that it's been the best I've ever been, like my stuff, but like feel-wise and where I'm at right now, it's, it's where I want to be. Do you ever feel like you're holding back a little bit just because there's concerns or once you got to facing hitters you were fine that's a good question but no no it's uh once once i i knew that my arm was responding well you know you don't you don't you don't go and blow it out right away you know it's it's uh it's gradually you get you get more confident every time you're throwing and i'm up to a point that during the games i'm 100 percent like i'm giving it the the my my max effort every pitch and and that's that's something really, it's that I, something that I really look forward to, like being able to do that and get, you know, recover from it every every outing. That's that's the biggest thing right now. How much do the home games here help you mentally? Oh my God, that, it's everything. It's everything. Like the that I was here last year, I think I think it, it made it all way easier. You know, like going through a rough uh tough process that that this is i think being here and you know being with the guy watching major league baseballs from a dugout the best seats best seats in the house you know and the way we were winning last year i mean it's it, it I, I think the whatever however you're feeling mentally it helps you improve and uh, you know recover way faster from your standpoint um how much is it also helped to have anthony around you during the while the team's on the road, and I'm sure you communicate with Brent, I know he had a little setback, but to know it's little and not severe. Yeah, I mean, uh, having those guys, I, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same going through it by myself. And last year, I was, I went through it, and Evaldi was here. You know, the guy that's that went through it twice. You know, it's a, uh, it's been a blessing that I've I've had those guys around. That every time you have a question, or like right now, Anthony's asking me questions. You know how? Because I'm a little ahead. 
So I, I'm telling him, hey, don't worry about this, don't worry about that, keep doing your thing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good way that when, when you can communicate, it's, it's always good. And with Honey, like, we were right on the same page. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that he, did that, that he had that setback. But I know, I know he's going to be really good. I, I, I know he's a, he's a competitor and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be well. He's really gifted. Indeed he is. For you, it, mentally and physically, is how much better do you think you are? Sometimes when guys throw this, go through this process, they can watch the game and learn. How much do you think that will help you when you get back to the big leagues? I mean, having a completely uh, a complete year off last year, it helped me prepare physically. I'm, I think I'm way stronger than last year, especially with my forms and, you know, like my arm, all the shoulder program you, you do. It's like shoulder weight, shoulder program is 75% of the whole rehab, so... Uh, it's it like there's no way you if if you take advantage of it and you follow whatever they're telling you I mean there it is my first time doing it but Hark has done it plenty of times so he knows what to do and if you just follow instructions and you go with the with the flow everything's gonna be all right continued success on the road back thank you thank you Neil that is Jose De Leon, and good to hear him so positive about his rehab as he nears the finish line. Now, while De Leon works his way back, there's one group of Rays that has been active as any, and that's Rays Wives, which already has done multiple events this season. One of the more involved members of the group is Lindsay Wendell, and I asked Lindsay what Rays Wives means to her. Well, it's really good to have a group of girls who are kind of, well, literally all in the same boat. You know, we come from all different walks of life, from all different places across the country, but what we have in common is that we're either dating or engaged or married to a baseball player. And until you've kind of lived that life, there's a lot about it that you don't understand. So it is a group that definitely understands each other. And um, it gives us a place to connect and have things to do and reach out in ways that are important to us at the same time while we're supporting our husbands or boyfriends or whoever. What's the camaraderie of your group, Race Wives? I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but the group of you, especially those who are back and have got to know one another for over a year? Yeah, it's great to have a lot of the same girls back. Um, I'd say overall we're just here to help each other out. And, you know, when someone gets caught up or sent down, we're usually the first to text each other and say, hey, if you need a ride from the airport or if you need me to help you move out really quick or whatever it may be, we just try to be there for each other and um, kind of pick up where the guys can't sometimes if they're on the road or if they're busy here at the field. So, And beyond that, um, you guys are also very active in the community. How important is it is that for each of you to make your mark in that way? It's cool because you come into a new city where you, you know, it takes time to get involved with things if you're if you're just moving in fresh and you don't have a lot of experience or a lot of connections. So it's cool to have this platform where, you know, things have been done in the past or um, things are coordinated for us usually to help us jump in and just jump right in, get our feet wet, and um, just do things we're passionate about. And we meet in the beginning of every season and have a huge brainstorming meeting and just throw out tons of ideas of things we want to do. And um, we have a lot planned for the season, so it's fun. And Monday, you guys actually got to do your first event in season. You had the softball game in the spring training period, but your first event was with the Ronald McDonald House. What was that like, and what made it fun? It was great. We uh, we showed up, and we had Chick-fil-A delivered, and we served them lunch. So it was a lot of kids and their families, you know, and they 
they live there while they're going through really hard things. So it was just fun to kind of be around them in a time where they could relax and just enjoy some food. And we played on the playground that the Rays donated and um, just got to hang out with the kids and gave them some Rays items like superhero capes because they're about to kick off a super kids league which is starting next week so they're focusing on how the kids are heroes and that's awesome and i would assume as a mom it's probably especially touching for you to be involved with groups and families with kids yeah especially um yeah once you become a mom it just hits home on a whole nother level so it was really good and you've got another event coming up what on may 12th involving with um uh feeding tampa bay Yeah, so Feeding Tampa Bay Cereal for Summer Drive here at Tropicana Field during the game. Um, We'll be in various locations on the concourse. We'll be collecting boxes of cereal. So, unfortunately, one in four children in our area suffer from hunger, and that problem is huge in the summer because they're not getting meals at school. So um, we're just going to collect some cereal to help them have breakfast throughout the summer. And fans who donate cereal on May 12th, will receive a ticket voucher to a future Rays game. Which is certainly a terrific reward to be able to come back to another game this year. And you have a lot of other events planned. What are some of those? I know some are old, like Rays on the Runway, which you've done before and I know you enjoyed, and some new ones too. Yep, exactly. So we're doing Rays on the Runway again, which benefits Children's Dream Fund, and that's on July 21st. We're doing a toiletry drive for Starting Right Now, which helps fight homelessness for youth. We're doing the charity spin class again, um, where people can just come spin with us and get their workout on. We're doing dog day um, a couple of times to to collect pet food and supplies. And we have a children's hospital visit planned and some more later in the second half, but that's what's set in stone for right now. Are there particular events that you personally enjoy more than others? And if so, what are your favorites? Um, I'm really excited about the hospital visit. That's something that... Um, we do on a lot of different teams, so I've done that before, and I've been to Johns Hopkins before, so I'm excited to get to do that. And Rays on the Runway is so fun. In fact, today I saw the little girl that we walked with last year So sh- while we were at um, the Ronald McDonald House. So it's cool to do the ones where we see the same kids over and over and get to kind of see how they're growing and getting along. That is Lindsay Wendell, and hopefully she and the rest of the Rays' wives continue to do terrific community work in Tampa Bay. And best of luck to Joey Wendell as he works his way back from a fractured wrist that occurred Wednesday. The injury to Wendell and Austin Meadows, tough moments. However, a couple of Rays have had some great memories this week. Mike Zanino saw his son, Rhett Michael Bourne, then returned to the Rays and homered in his first two games back, and I asked Mike to reflect. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's been incredible, you know. Uh, First and foremost, you mean obviously, you mean birth of your first child. I mean, being able to, you know, experience that, share that with me, my wife and our family. You know, it's truly incredible. Um, you know, uh, then coming back after a few days off, I didn't know how it was going to be, but uh, I've just been trying to be extremely consistent in what I've been doing in my work, and uh, you know, that, that was my goal this year was being as consistent as possible. And uh, it wasn't the start I wanted, but I knew if I trust that process throughout, that you know there would be some good stretches in there as well. Obviously, you've heard from a lot of family, but any text messages along the way this week that have stood out after the stretch you've been on? Oh man, uh, no, n- not in particular. I mean, I've just I've I've 
getting so much love from family and friends, just, I mean, j just through everything. So uh, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that, and uh, it's always great to have support, and uh, it's nice to be close to home and have that support system here. You've mentioned you kind of simplified some things at the plate. What have you simplified that's allowed you to be more successful? Yeah, I, I think it starts with my foundation, you know, like if I, can, if I can get in a good athletic base, if I can get my foot down ready to hit, I'm in a good spot, and uh, you may, it took me a little while to, to find out where I wanted to get to, um, you know, but I, I've gotten that down. I've gotten into a spot where I can, you know, trust my direction and use the middle of the field. Are there certain things that you've gotten into a rhythm or drills you're doing with Chad that have kind of allowed you to get into that good yeah. rhythm? I mean, a little bit of everything, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, Chad's been great, you mean, because a lot of the times, you know, when, when stuff isn't going well, you want to try to do more, and he, he's done a really good job of, you mean, simplifying stuff, you mean, sort of pumping the brakes and just, you know, trusting the process and letting that work. Uh, just trying to be diligent in what I'm doing. Uh, we do a lot of machine work, just trying to get the timing down and uh, challenge myself. So, you mean, that's that's sort of a, a more challenging aspect in the game. You use the high-velocity machine a lot? Yeah, I, I try to do that every day. So it's one of those things where I haven't done it in the past every day, um, but it's something where I'll do that instead of BP some days. And, uh, you know, I, I think seeing that speed more consistently uh, gets us ready to hit and, and really makes you simplify things. How We didn't see you regularly in 17, but how similar do you feel now to the way you were in 17? <laughs> it's different. Uh, you know, I've made some changes. It's much different. If you were to look at the film, uh, it would be probably night and day different. Uh, but I think there's concepts that you may not be able to see. There's some physical traits that you may not be able to see in the swing right off the bat that are the same. And I think that's what's allowing me now to be consistent and see pitch as well. And that is Mike Zanino, who certainly appears to be seeing the baseball well. Another RBI yesterday. He had quite a moment this week, but he wasn't the only Rays player with a big moment. In fact, Emilio Pagan had his first Major League save after his second call-up with the Rays. It meant a lot. Um, pr pretty awesome to have that opportunity. Um, it, was, uh, it was a pretty special moment for me and, and uh, something I'll remember forever. So what did you, did you get a beer shower? Did you, did you keep, what did you get as a memento? No, no, uh, KK gave me a little shout out after the game and congratulated me, which was awesome. And uh, that's really it. No beer shower, no anything, which is the way I like it. Uh, pretty under the radar. So, but uh, it, was, it was awesome. But you've been throwing pretty well since you came down here. What's allowed you to be successful so far and, and how uh, comf comfortable and confident do you now feel? I think just continuing the way I finished spring training. Uh, I felt really good at the end of spring. Um, I felt really good my first few outings in Durham, just trying to attack hitters and uh, just trying to keep rolling with that and, uh, and you know, play to my strengths. My strengths are throwing a lot of strikes and, uh, and going from there. So it, it's been fun, and I hope I can keep going. Confidence that the staff had to put you in the ninth inning, what did that mean too? It meant a lot. It meant a lot that they trusted me to, to get those three outs. Um, obviously, Diego and, and Alvarado were down, so um, pretty cool that I got the opportunity to step up there for the team, and and uh, I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Did it feel any different? Was the blood pumping any harder than any other uh, appearance you've had up here? Uh, no, I mean, I got a lot of saves in the minor leagues, and I've always wanted, I've always believed that I could do it in the big leagues, and I've wanted the opportunity, so... Um, when I when I was warming up, you know, I kind of just reminded myself that I've done this before, you know, not at the big league level, but I've gotten a ton of saves in my life. So, um, like I said, it was special to have that opportunity. I'm very thankful that the staff believed in me to get those three outs, and uh, and you know, I'll go from there.
And that is Emilio Pagan, who right after picking up save one, earned save two. And then number three yesterday in his first ever appearance at Fenway Park. Pretty cool, and hopefully more good moments are ahead for Emilio Pagan. A couple of promotional notes. No hats too big, no heads too small. The Rays are giving away snapbacks. One size fits all. On May 12th, you can bring your rookies out to watch the Rays take on the Yankees. As fans 14 and under will receive a snapback hat while supplies last, courtesy of Fox Sports Sun. Go to RaysBaseball.com slash promotions for more information, and you can Come see a Rays matinee at the ballpark on Wednesday, May 8th, when Tampa Bay takes on the Diamondbacks. Each senior special game features $15 tickets for fans 60 years of age or older. You can go to RaysBaseball.com slash specials for the full schedule. Very a special thanks to Emilio Pagan and all the guests on the program today, including pitcher Jalen Beeks, Arrested Destrada of Fox Sports Sun, who was on the program, Carl Chester, our minor league guest from the Charlotte Stone Crabs, as well as Lindsey Wendell from Ray's Wives, and also, of course, catcher Mike Zanino, who's been on some kind of run before and after his first child, Rhett Michael, was born. If you ever have something you want to hear on the program, all you have to do is tweet me. Go to at Neil Solons or at Ray's Radio to do so. Next week, you'll hear us sit down with one Austin Meadows. Mark Topkin will join us from Baltimore at the tail end of the road trip, and we'll have much more. Thanks to producer Derek DeBose for being part of our program today. Thanks to Steve Carney for assisting as well. Neil Solon saying stay tuned. The pregame show is coming up. You are listening to the Race Baseball Network.